Hey, what's going on everybody? It is episode 137 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I drink Couchtown Coffee every morning. Uh, That's not a lie, even a little bit. I I love Couchtown Coffee, as a matter of fact. Uh, I drank some during this episode. Don't believe me, listen to the episode and you'll hear me take a swig of it a couple times here and there. Man, I'll tell you what, if you want some good coffee that's roasted specifically for whoever ordered it, that could be you. Uh, you know, they'll make it especially for you. That's one of my favorite things about Couch Town is they'll roast coffee for whoever ordered it. It's small batch coffee roasted specifically for whoever orders it, and it is delicious. So check it out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. When you make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. I buy some Couchstone coffee about every month or so, and uh, it's just enough to last me through the month so I can buy another round, and that way it's always fresh. So check them out, CouchtownCoffee.com. This episode's also brought to you by Broken Strings. Broken Strings is a non-for-profit organization that was started by a musician in northern Iowa up here, and they've got a 367 campaign with the goal of giving one guitar to a student in every school district in Iowa. Uh, so that is one guitar to one student in every school district in Iowa. So that's 367, 367 school districts, 367 students that are going to get a free guitar. Why? Because they, you know, maybe they, they want to learn how to play guitar, but they don't know how to start. Maybe they, they don't have the ability to order a guitar for themselves or don't have the funds or, or things of that nature. So, uh, they're looking for people that are, are willing to learn guitar that are showing the drive and, uh, that are good people that are going to take care of these guitars. So if you guys are looking for a good place to donate a little bit of money or maybe some of your old instruments or, or anything of that nature, they're, they're looking for any sort of donations they can. Uh, there's links down below, check them out. Um, if you want to just make a monetary donation, they can do that. They also have merch available for sale. You can do donations in that fashion. Otherwise, if you guys have instruments that you want to donate, you can donate your instruments. So, uh, check them out. It's, uh, like I said, all the information is down below and you know, they're one of my favorite organizations that started here recently and it's got such a, a good cause going towards it and they're working hard. They've already given away a handful of different instruments. They've got plans to give away. If I recall correctly, the last time I talked to, the person who runs it, Scott Kirkhart, uh, I believe he said he's got you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 guitars that he's looking to get rid of here in the next few months. So they're, they're, they're really getting after it now. It's, uh, it was slow starting, but holy cow, it is picking up pace, uh, faster than, than he could ever imagine. And there's lots of people willing to make donations and help him out. So check them out. The information's down below. I know they got a website coming soon. They got an online shop coming soon and uh, things of that nature. So check them out. Like I said, all the links are down below. So thank you guys very much. Broken Strings. This episode is a solo episode. I'm sitting down alone. I'm talking with uh, myself and whoever's going to listen about some things that have been going on in the music scene around me, uh, specifically, not necessarily uh, just about me, but uh, in the first part of this, I talk about keeping your account secure. For people I don't know, the Three Finger Betty Facebook page has been compromised, and it uh, we don't have the ability to access it anymore. If you want more information on that, that's uh, in the beginning of the episode. Otherwise, later in the episode, I talk about some shows I went to go see recently, and uh, you know, I talk about the amazing Matt Woods band. Uh, Matt Woods is one of my favorite people in the music scene. Uh, that I actually I would never have had the ability to meet him had it not been for the podcast. So hats off to Matt Woods. If you guys are looking for some of the stuff I'm talking about there, that comes about halfway through the episode. 
And then at the end of the episode, I talk about some other things in the music scene as far as uh, staying positive, uh, honing your craft, uh, keeping busy, you know, constantly learning, and uh, just things of that nature, you know, just keeping your chin up when you go play shows and and, uh, you know, no matter how tough things get, you just kind of got to keep grinding away and keep doing it and uh, just stay positive, not just with yourself, but with other people in the music scene and uh, just things of that nature. So I talk about those things and uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. baby all right this week it's just me sitting down alone i uh kind of missed out on a couple interviews i had scheduled and that's my fault but if you listen to last week's episode in the outro i had discussed how the three finger betty facebook page was uh compromised so that's going to be one of the few topics i'm going to tackle today um to break it all down for everybody, I've had a lot of people asking questions. How did that happen? How can I keep that from happening to my page? And and things of that nature. So, um, how did it happen? Well, one of the people who was an admin on the page ended up having their personal account hacked. And they weren't able to retrieve it through the Facebook avenues that they presented. And the person that hacked the page ended up uh, taking all of the admins off the page and then taking it over from their personal account and uh, removing all of us from the page. So none of us have admin capabilities from the page anymore, so none of us can retrieve it. Uh, The other bad thing was the person who had their Facebook account hacked uh, did not have access to the email address that they had set up Facebook through. And uh, the, the reason for that is, I don't know. But uh, the worst part about that was when Facebook wants to try to retrieve your account, they'll send you emails or, or something along those lines in order to try to confirm that you are who you say you are, etc. Well, because the person that got their account hacked uh, did not have the ability to utilize that email account, uh, they couldn't get any of those emails and they couldn't confirm who they were or who they were not. Well, by uh, after a while, I guess, um, the person who hacked the account, uh, the personal account that was originally attached to the page, ended up just deleting that account altogether. So that account uh, no longer exists. And I'm not trying to call anybody out and say, this person was the one who did it, or, or this is, it's because of them that this, you know, has, has happened. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I play in the band Three Finger Betty. That's one of the reasons it's going to be a topic on here. And that's one of the reasons you might have seen uh, mention about it on the social media for Audible Farm. But uh, John, the other guitarist, he uh, he's pretty much the figurehead of the band. He started the band and it's, uh, it's, it's his baby. So it was his account that was compromised, unfortunately, and he does not have access to his original Facebook account. So he had to create a new one. And, uh, well, we created a new Facebook account for him and then also created one for Three Finger Betty. So there is a new Three Finger Betty Facebook page at the moment. It is at Three Finger Betty Band instead of just at Three Finger Betty. So if you're wondering why are there two of these or whatever, that's that's the reason why there are two. If you're wondering 
Peter, why did you, you know, invite me to like your band page when you already invited me to like it before? Well, that's that's why. So if you guys are wondering about any of that stuff, that's the reason why all that stuff is going down. Unfortunate, but it's just the way it is, unfortunately. So if you guys want to, go ahead and uh, like the new Facebook page. The only issue with the new Facebook page is whoever ended up hacking and taking over the old Three Finger Betty page has uh, apparently been trying to make claims that they own the copyright to Three Finger Betty on Facebook and uh, they're trying to get our new page kicked off of Facebook. Oh man, what a mess it is indeed. So um, what can you do to defend against getting your Facebook page hacked? Well, first and foremost, uh, maintain your personal Facebook account. Change your passwords occasionally. doesn't take much. You know, change it every couple of years. Change it every year. I know people that change theirs monthly. Uh, you know, that a lot of people think, well, that's overkill. But uh, you know what? It's not overkill. It's not overkill to change your passwords. There's also another feature that you can do, and it's called two-factor authentication. You can go into the settings and then the privacy settings on Facebook for your account. It's easiest to do it from a laptop but you can set up two-factor authentication. Some people say, what is that? Well, two-factor authentication um, pretty much allows you to log into Facebook using your password, but then you will need to enter a specific code in order to get into your account. And that specific code is randomly generated and sent to your phone. So unless, um, I guess it doesn't have to be just sent to your phone, but it can be sent to a, a an array of different things. Sometimes you'll have to utilize a second website and sign in there, and then it'll auto-generate this uh, code that you can enter in on Facebook, and that Facebook, uh, or entering that code on Facebook will allow you to get into your account. What's the benefit of this? Well, if somebody has the ability to hack your Facebook by you, you know knowing your password, if they log in from a new device, they won't be able to get in without that second factor of authentication. And that second factor of authentication will mean that they will have to know where to go secondhand to get a hold of this code. And this random code that's generated changes about every 10 seconds. So if they, by some hook or crook, know your uh, password to any of your social medias or, or whatever, there's a lot of different websites that allow you to use two-factor authentication. But if they do know your password, well, they won't be able to get in without this code. And the code, since it changes so frequently, they probably won't be able to guess it in time. So that's the benefit of two-factor authentication. I highly recommend everyone use it. I was introduced to it when I worked at a job that utilized sensitive materials. And uh, two-factor authentication was something that I was like, man, how come everything doesn't have this? Well, guess what? <laughs> a lot of things do have it. A lot of things do have it, including uh, most websites. Google has it. Um, and then Google's tied into YouTube and things like that. A lot of social media accounts uh, give you the ability to use it as well. And I just think everyone should use it. Um, the simplest way to do it, it's, you can use it from your phone. You can download an app and it'll generate these codes for you uh, given specific sites and you can just use those codes to log in. Um, do you have to do it every time? No, you can uh, stay logged in on a device if you want to. But once again, if your device becomes compromised, then they can just hop right into your account and do whatever they want, which is not beneficial it is what it is, but, uh, you know, that's something that I guess would be probably the best way to go about defending yourself against getting hacked and getting your page taken over. 
I know a lot of people who have uh, accounts and, and pages that they manage that have much more exposure than the Three Finger Betty account had. And that was something a lot of them were messaging me, asking me about. So that, that if you want my recommendation, that's my recommendation. Just change your password semi-frequently. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, but then otherwise, I would say use two, two-factor authentication. It's a good way to defend against these people that are out there maliciously trying to get into your stuff. And then last but not least is avoid phishing. Um, what is phishing? Phishing is with a PH, not an F. Otherwise, it's you know getting a hook on a string and then catching a fish. But uh, not too different from that. Some people will do that with emails or or messages or things of that nature or or fake websites that kind of look like what you're trying to get into. So I'm not sure if phishing was the cause of of the original compromise. I, I I'm not 100% sure. Usually, that's the easiest way to get people's personal information. I mean, that would be my guess, but it's also, it wasn't my account, so I don't, I don't know. But uh, an example of phishing would be, imagine you get a, a text message that says, hey, your account's been compromised, log into your Amazon here. And then you go there to log in and then nothing really happens and you're like, what's the deal with this? I don't get it. Well, you got to double check to make sure the link actually takes you to Amazon.com. If it's a bunch of letters and numbers, don't 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 even click it. Don't even go there. Um, if if you go in there and you start punching your information in, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, what's the deal? It didn't. Nothing really happened, and I didn't get an email or something like that." Or, well, it's probably somebody making a fake website that looks kind of like the place you want to go. And when you enter your information in, guess what? They've got it. They've got it right there. And all they all they have to do is just go to um, I guess I'll use Amazon as a, as a you know an example because that's one that believe it or not a lot of people have phishing issues with is uh, you get like a text message or an email that says oh we've had some weird activity go here to secure your account blah 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 you click it you enter your information now somebody else has your information and that's not to say every email from YouTube is or from uh, Amazon is is fake but. A lot of times people will do that kind of stuff and not even look at who sent the email. They won't look at the link. They'll just click it and punch all their info in and away they go. And they just say, there, now I'm secure. And what you're actually, what you're doing is now you're not secure. Uh, the worst part about Amazon is a lot of people's financial information is entered in there and people will have the ability to utilize your account and your financial information and make purchases, etc. cetera. Um, I guess uh, the easiest defense against that would be to utilize credit cards because credit cards have uh, an easier way to um, argue that uh, like purchases and things like that. If you're using a debit card, uh, it's not as easy to argue with your bank over the fact that there's fraudulent activity. Whereas if you're using a credit card, what's happening technically is the bank is using their money to purchase something for you and then you pay the bank back later. So I guess with credit cards, if there's a fraudulent activity, the bank says, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to refute this and get our money back because, well, it's their money. You know, they don't, they don't want to waste their money. But if it's your money, they're just like, oh, you should have had better security, I guess. So uh, that would just be an example for for Amazon. Um, phishing does occur, occur on a lot of different websites. I've seen phishing attempts for uh, Amazon and Facebook alike. Those are probably the two biggest, probably just because they're the two most used websites, you know, in the world, or at least in, in North America today. And, uh, you know, another reason I don't think people 
should take fishing too lightly is uh, let's say just by chance you've run an ad using Facebook. Well, your financial information is in there as well. Um, so if somebody hacks into your account or you get fished and they take over all your information, the downside of that is now they might have the ability to use your financial information or or run different ads for different things, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just something I, I just hope people keep it secure. Um, and I'm just looking out for everybody just so something like that doesn't happen to them as it did to us uh, in the Three Finger Betty camp. Once again, it's a, it's a sad deal. It's just the way it happened. I mean, we had about 800 or so likes on Facebook and you know, now we've got, now we're down to like 200, you know, we spent five years boosting up those likes, um, at least since I've been in the band about four years. And then I think the page has been made since like 2013 or something. So the page has been around for about eight years and, and, you know, it took us that long to get that many likes. And it's just unfortunate. I know likes don't mean everything, et cetera, et cetera. But I guess I, you know, I'd rather have them than not have them. And it kind of sucks to start all over from scratch again. And it's just, it's unfortunate. It's just the way it is, though. So if there's anything I can I can recommend to people, it would be to try your best to keep your stuff secure. Learn from the mistakes of others. Uh, the mistakes of others being us in the Three Finger Betty camp. You know, just keep your account as secure as possible. If you're if you're running your own social media, that's something that would I would take very seriously. Uh, I know a lot of people that you know, just kind of hem-haw their way through it and don't really care or, or whatever. And that's, that's your prerogative, I guess. You can, you can do that if you want to. I, you know, some people don't even have Facebook pages and they do just fine without it. So that's cool too. If you got a band or you're a musician or an artist or something and you just use your personal page for that, go for it. If you don't want to use Facebook pages, you know, it doesn't always matter. I've, I've seen people who are plenty successful and made just enough money to to do what they want to do by simply just using a Facebook profile and not using any pages or anything like that. And that's fine. Like I said, that's fine. You don't have to use a Facebook page to make money um, or to promote your products. And, you know, sometimes, honestly, it's better to to just post it from your personal page, you know, and I, I don't know. It's Six of one, half a dozen of the other. I'm not going to tell people that they should have a Facebook page or or tell people that, you know, you have to keep it secure because you will get hacked because it doesn't mean that you will get hacked. It's just these hackers and these phishing type things. It just kind of kind of sucks. And the biggest downfall of all of this is the fact that Facebook isn't really much of a help. I've I found almost every avenue I could contact Facebook through and I attempted to contact them. And I never once got any information back. I mean, I sent out probably a half a dozen emails. I called some different phone numbers. Uh, I went to different pages that they manage. I went into different groups. I, I, I mean, the craziest thing I did was I tried to contact some some freelance hackers to see if they could hack it back in our favor. And I don't know. It's just one of those things. Once something gets hacked, it's like, well, I don't really trust anyone now. So some of these freelance hackers would say, hey, you know, I, I would have the capability to get your stuff back. The only issue is uh, I would need money. And it's like, well, how can I trust you if I couldn't trust somebody in the first place? And we already got hacked once. And and what's the, where's your proof? And, and, you know, things of that nature. So I just kind of just let it go after a while. Um, Luckily, I found somebody that knows somebody that works at Facebook to an extent, and I, I did my best to, you know, just relay my concerns to them, and I'm just kind of letting that play out as it plays out. I don't, 
I don't really think we're ever going to get that old page back, uh, but it is what it is, people. So if, if you want my opinion, uh, just go change your password today. Just go change your password on Facebook today. Uh, get on a computer. You can do it there. You can do it from your phone. Set up two-factor authentication. I know you can do that from a computer. You might be able to do it from a phone. I don't know. I like using computers for most of those technical things because it's easier to traverse and, and to do multiple things with multiple websites and just set it all up. I just think it's easier to do it that way. So those would be my recommendations. Lastly would be to to avoid phishing at all costs. If you have an issue with something and a website, you may maybe an email that says, hey, we're having issues with this. Go to this website and do something. Look at the website. Does the website look secure? Does it say does it say directly that you're going to Amazon.com or does it say something weird like, you know, pbt.amzn.co slash a whole bunch of numbers that's probably not amazon.com that's you know and and you know if you get an email from somebody click on who it's from see what their email address is if it's if it's you know joe schmo at at i'm gonna steal your info.com maybe it's not legit you know and um uh, once again this is not me making cracks at uh john for getting his account taken over uh it sucks it really does suck you know and I, I really wish that it would be a better, you know, or safer out there to do things. And, and it sucks that people want to steal your information. Like who's going to, who wants to steal somebody's Facebook account, you know, or, or like a punk band from the middle of Iowa's Facebook page. Like who, who really wants to do that? I don't know. Somebody does. What's, what's their motive? I don't know. Maybe they think they're going to get some money back out of it. I, you know, I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know why someone would want to do that. And, uh, but the fact of the matter remains is that, that it happens. So I just got to say everybody, you know, that's my, those are my three recommendations. Change your password. Heck, change it today. Set up two-factor authentication when, as soon as possible. You know, it's just the two best ways to keep your account secure. Um, keep it up to date too, you know. Don't use uh, a dead email account that you can no longer access in order to log into things. You know, create a Gmail account. Use two-factor authentication at Google so that way nobody else can log into your Google information. You know, that's those are going to be my biggest things, you know. It's not... I understand some people are like, well, I don't want Facebook to have my information. So I created a Yahoo email account and I just used, used that to set it up. And then I just never went to the Yahoo account. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay. Like that's not going to do you a whole lot of favors when, when the shit hits the fan, um, pardon the French, but you know, that's just, it's just the way it goes. You gotta, you gotta be able to retrieve your information. And I know some people are, they, they're really, really want to keep their personal information close to their chest. Well, Make a second email account. You know, if if you're Joe Schmo at gmail.com, create one that's Joe Schmo one at gmail.com and then have that be for all your social media or something. So that way you don't get flooded nonstop with that stuff. But maintain the account. Make sure you can still log into it. Make sure you still remember the passwords, you know, and those those are the big deals. Um, I, once again, I get that some people are weary of going online and giving out any information. I know people that use fake names and, and fake birthdays and fake everything online. And that's cool too. Go for that. I, I mean, but just make sure you have the ability to go to these places to retrieve the information if your accounts get hacked, you know, and I, I don't know. I, it's just my thought on the, you know, on the whole thing. It's, it's just the way I feel about it. If you guys don't want to do it, hey, that's fine. Uh, I just want you guys to learn from the mistakes that were made on our end and uh, try to fix things. And once again, I have to reiterate, this is nothing against John. It's just what happened. 
and uh, I'm I'm really sad that it happened. He lost a whole you know lost a whole bunch of information. He lost you know pictures of his kids, and he lost all that stuff that was on Facebook that people think is going to be there forever. You know, and if you guys are worried about that, there's ways to retrieve all of your data from Facebook. There's ways to save all of your photos from Facebook, and a lot of them are are doable straight from the Facebook website. You know, and I almost everybody has some way to go to a computer and do this stuff. So if if you guys are worried about that. Go to Facebook, retrieve all your information, save it all, put it on a flash drive, put it on an external hard drive, take it home with you, just stick it on a shelf, you know, then you at least you have it, you know, and back up your information is another thing. That's another thing that's really rough. I know people that lost a lot of information when their computers crapped out, and that's the benefit of having an external hard drive. You got to have those external hard drives and set them aside so that way, you know, you can at least retrieve it if your computer craps out. And the old rule of thumb was was have two backups of everything. Uh, I've seen people say if you don't back it up more, uh, any more than or any less than three times, you didn't back anything up, you know. And I've, I've always used the rule of two, but, you know, honestly, more better. You know, the more is the better. And I, some people like to use the cloud. If you want to use the cloud, go for it, you know. I'm not a big fan of using the cloud. Why? Because it costs so much money. And I... I can get just as much stuff done a lot cheaper by using external hard drives. And I know I know a lot of people that use the cloud and rely on the cloud so much, but it's, I mean, in my opinion, I, I can't justify using the cloud. I just don't like it. It's not my favorite. I back everything up at least once a month, and I know it sounds tedious, and but it takes just once you get used to it, it takes just a couple clicks and everything starts transferring and then you walk away and go grab a sandwich and you come back and it's all done. And that's the end of it. You know, it, it takes, it seems like it takes forever, but it, it really only takes a couple minutes, a couple clicks. It's as easy as bing, bang, boom. Like I said, you can go grab a sandwich and it's done. It's uh, it's that simple. So this is kind of just the reminder to keep everything secure. And uh, I hope everybody else learns from the mistakes that were made on our end and keeps everything on their end secure and safe. I'd hate to see somebody else lose another Facebook page or something like that like we did. I know people lose their Facebook accounts all the time. It happens a lot. But once again, um, make sure you have an up-to-date email address. And your email address, make sure that's a different password than Facebook. And just make sure you keep everything secure. It's a uh, it's not hard to keep everything that secure. Honestly, like write write down your email address and your password or something somewhere. You know, put it in a safe in your house or, you know, there's a lot of people that um, I, I saw a study that was done and it pretty much said that people that are going to steal physical things aren't going to steal digital things and people that steal digital things aren't going to steal physical things. So, on the off chance somebody walks off with your with your book with your email address password in it, they're probably not going to do anything with it because they don't really care you know they, they wanted to steal a physical thing you know and people that log in and steal you know digital data that's pretty much where everything's at these days so you got to keep it as secure as possible write it down write it down that's all I gotta say if you don't want to write it down don't write it down just memorize it then you know use something that's simple to remember but complex enough that nobody else will remember it you know like um, I I don't know like, like, let's say I really like chocolate chip cookies, so I just make my password chocolate chip cookies and then, you know, just random number afterwards or something or a couple characters or, or just something like that, you know. And, um, you know, it's just not really too difficult to keep all your things secure, but it does take a little bit of diligence and a little bit of knowledge and know-how. So just make sure all your stuff is maintained. Make sure it's secure. Set up that two-factor authentication. Please do that. It's... It, it seems like something 
asinine. It seems like it would take forever to do it and blah, blah, blah. But it's only, it's only, all you have to do is download one more app on your phone to make sure everything else is secure pretty much essentially forever. So that's, I mean, that's all the farther I'm going to go in with that. I've, I've talked about it for 20 minutes straight. Um, but if you're looking for the new Three Finger Betty page, it's on it's on Facebook, at Three Finger Betty Band. That's where all the new information is there. You know, help us out. Give us, give us a couple new likes if you guys are listening to this. And, you know, there's not going to be too many posts from the old page unless we end up getting it back. And if we do get it back, we'll just merge the two back together. And that's that's my thought process on that. So go to the new page, everything else. We're on Twitter at Three Finger Betty. We're on Instagram at Three Finger Betty, you know, uh, threefingerbetty.bandcamp.com. Those are all still secure. You can go there and, and look at all of our other stuff. If you guys don't use Facebook, just use Instagram. And if you don't use Instagram or Facebook, I don't know how you found out about the podcast, but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, Otherwise, uh, at Audible Farm for everything Audible Farm, um, all that stuff is still secure at the moment. Um, we're kind of dinking around maybe with making a new website. I've been in contact with a couple people about that. I, I'm still just kind of on the fence about that, though, too. I uh, The website we have is kind of ugly, but it, it, all the information's there, and it, it's, it's all on a single page. But it works. It works fine. So uh, if you guys are looking for that, it's audiblefarm.com. That's where everything's at for Audible Farm and uh yeah so that's that's it uh help us out with three finger betty on facebook and give us some more likes if if you guys like rock music or punk music or things that kind of lean just a touch into the metal area that's what three finger betty is so thank you guys for that i appreciate it at three finger betty band on facebook it's at three finger betty everywhere else but uh yeah i appreciate that if you guys saw me inviting you that's that's the gist that's what it is so uh yeah, that's the thing. I think that's all the time I'm going to spend on that topic. I'm going to take a drink of my Couchtown coffee here, and then we'll tackle a new topic. Okay. Mmm, delicious. So, the new topic. Uh, if you guys are watching the video version of this, you can see that I am wearing my beautiful Matt Woods band uh, hat. I went and saw Matt Woods when he came to Humboldt, Iowa not too long ago. That's the town where I hang my hat more often than not. And, uh, you know, it's, that was originally one of my hometown type things. And I, I just kind of like, uh, you know, hanging out and, and watching music in my hometown and it doesn't always happen, but, uh, it seems like as of late, it's been happening a little bit more frequently. And this show was something kind of special, you know, it was the 50th anniversary of the radio station here in town and, uh, Matt Woods opened up the show and PK Mayo was the uh, headliner for the show and PK Mayo is from the Minneapolis area. And uh, their band was awesome, too. You know, I've you guys might have heard Matt Woods has been on the podcast a couple of times already. And, uh, you know, he's one of my favorite musicians around the area. He's really good at playing, you know, blues and roots and things like that. I'm sure his styles don't just end there, though. That's uh, those are just where he ends up playing most of his stuff. And I recently uh, when I interviewed him, we talked about his Patreon page and I, I recently became a patron and it's worth it if you guys are looking for tips and tricks on how to play rhythm guitar or blues, different styles of blues, uh, little licks and things like that. He's he's updating it pretty regularly. So it's worth the $5 a month. And if you guys don't want to do $5 a month forever, just just give him the 5 bucks once and check it out. Uh, trust me, it's worth it. But if, like I said, if you guys are just looking for something fun to look at that's not just your typical go to YouTube and listen to somebody talk about the guitar for three minutes before they finally get into the lesson 
that's your place to do it is Matt Wood's uh, Patreon page. So go back to that episode, check it out. The details for his Patreon are in the description for that episode. And uh, like I said, Matt Woods is one of those good guys. You know, I <laughs> believe it or not, when I went and talked to him at the show, I kind of hem hawed with him a little bit here and there. I, I bought a hat. Um, actually here, I got, I got these koozies too. If you guys are, or these, uh, coasters too, if you guys are looking on the, on the video version, you can see the cool coasters. I got some stickers. They're already on my guitar case. Um, you know, it's, I like supporting bands. I like buying their merch. If you guys are watching the video version, you can see right there, I, uh, I've got my regional rock hour t-shirt on. I bought one of those recently because, you know, Mason at the regional rock hour has been one of our biggest supporters and, you know, he, he does his radio show from just down the road. Usually I think I saw that this week he's going to be on the road doing it though. So that'll be pretty cool. Check that show out. It's uh Friday nights. I believe it's at five o'clock, five to six. And then the replays 11 to midnight. I'm not sure. I think that's right though. Otherwise I did recently interview Mason again, uh, scroll back through, find Mason's interview I did with him. And, uh, all the information for that is down below in the description of that episode. And, uh, yeah, let's go back to the, uh, the Matt Woods, uh, conversation though. Like he's just one of my favorite people that I've, I've met in the music scene. He's hardworking. He, he knows, um, he knows the people that are putting in the hard work. He's thankful for all the support he gets from people. He constantly lets them know that. And, uh, that's one of my things that I think I enjoy the most about him. Um, he doesn't really judge too many people. Like, uh, for example, like, I, I'm not sure he's ever watched me or heard me play guitar, but, uh, he's never been too judgmental of the fact that I'm not as good of a guitar player as he is. But, uh, you know, like I said, how did he learn? Well, in the episode, we talked about that. He, he asked people questions and they helped him out and, uh, he's paying it forward 110%. I recently on Facebook was asking people if they had recommendations for fuzz pedals and I've tried a few out here and there and I, you know, I like some of them. I don't like some of them. It's just kind of what it is. And he gave me some recommendations on different fuzz pedals and then said, Hey, you know, maybe you could, you could try this out with your fuzz pedals instead of that, or set your amp up a little bit more like this and then click it on and see what happens. You know? So he's, he's not just one of those people that says like, here's a fuzz pedal, crank everything to 10. You'll sound like doomy stuff. And it's like, well, I get that, but I'm looking for something a little bluesier or whatever, you know? So it was kind of nice of him, you know, just to out of the blue recommend some things. And then not only that, but you know, recommend different settings or something like that, you know, and that's, it's, it's uh, one thing for somebody to, to just lend you a hand, but it's another thing for somebody to lend you a hand and give you advice at the same time. So, uh, hats off to you, Matt. I really appreciate it. Um, once again, if you guys are looking for a really cool guy to follow that plays music in Iowa and he's always willing to give back, uh, in one fashion or another, if you've got questions about anything, he usually responds pretty quickly, you know, and not just to me because I've got a podcast. He responds to almost everybody. Um, heck my buddy Vince, uh, Vince Beneshek of Vinny and the Night Prowlers. Uh, you know, it's Vinny wasn't always in a band. And even before he was in a band, he, he hit up Matt and said, Hey, I like what you're doing here. What's this all about? What's that all about? What kind of stuff do you have in your pedals? What does that one do? What does this sound like, etc." And, and Matt, you know, when he had time, he messaged him back. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about Matt. And I'm not trying to say everybody flood Matt's message inbox with a bazillion questions, but you know, like I said, he's, he's always there. He's always willing to help out. He's a nice guy. And, uh, I just got to say thanks, you know, and, uh, 
one of the coolest things about it was I, I had a couple pedals that Matt had never tried and he had a couple fuzz pedals that he recommended. So we just did a little gear swap and, uh, you know, we'll end up getting the pedals back to one another and that's just the way it's going to be. But it's so nice to know that somebody can trust me and I can trust them and, and, you know, we can try different things out and, and better each other instead of using music as a, a thing for competition only, which is, Unfortunately, like it seems like that is the way it is in certain areas or with certain genres or, or in certain clubs and things like that. And I get that there is a competition factor a little bit in music where, um, you know, some people want to always remain on top or they want to be the band that gets booked the most or gets paid the most or goes the farthest, et cetera, et cetera. But something, there is something to be said for people that work hard. There's something to be said for people that put the time in. There's something to be said for people that give back. And that's, that's something that Matt does in spades for all of those. He's, he is a very hard worker. He, he does work hard, not just playing guitar, but in his real life, you know, and he's understanding of people's schedules and their abilities. And, and he, he's willing to help the best he can if somebody has questions and uh, yeah, if, if he's going to be in your area, I would highly recommend Matt, whether he's playing solo, whether he's playing uh, any sort of like a duo kind of thing, or whether he's playing with the full band and playing blues stuff, I, I highly, highly recommend go watching Matt. Um, I've seen him in just about every variation that he performs in, and that's, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite things is the fact that I've been able to do that, uh, not just not just in my area, but I've traveled to go see him as well, because that's how much I enjoy uh, his music and him as a person. So thank you very much, Matt. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a Matt Woods hat, guess what? I The only place to get one would probably be at a show. You might be able to buy one online. Uh, go to his Facebook page and check it out. Uh, like I said, if you're looking for that information, scroll back to the Matt Woods episode or episodes and uh, find that information and click on it. Give it a like. Send him a message on his Facebook page or his Instagram page and say, dude, I... I heard you got these killer hats, you know, I, I want one. How do I get one? You know, maybe, maybe he'll ship one out. Maybe I'm not sure if he does shipping and things like that with his hats. I wouldn't put it past him. Otherwise go to his show. Uh, he plays a lot. He plays a lot all over the place. Like I said, I've, I've seen him in central Iowa. I've seen him in Northern Iowa. I've seen him in Eastern Iowa. Um, a lot of those were just based on luck. Um, just by the fact that that's where he was at. And I was in the neighborhood and I said, by golly, I'm going to see him, you know, and uh, that was, you know, one of my favorite things about him coming literally to, to where I hang my hat most often here. And and it was just like, all I have to do is just roll down the street and go watch Matt Woods play. What a treat, you know. And that's I hope if everybody's looking for something going on, you know, I, I do realize that I'm playing a lot more music these days, uh, especially with Jesse Wilson uh, doing the accompaniment and playing solos with him while he does his singer-songwriter thing. But, you know, when I have free time, I like to go see shows. It's fun. It's fun to be able to go watch a show and not be the person that's at work, you know. So that, that is one of the fun things about watching music. I mean, it's is it more fun participating? Yeah, but it's also pretty fun not having to do any work and enjoying somebody else's work, too. So, uh, you know, hats off to everybody I've seen recently. I've had a few weekends off, uh, not, you know, not too long ago in the past, and I've seen a few different shows. I mean, as a matter of fact, after the Matt Woods show, I caught PK Mayo until just about the end, and then I rolled over to the next bar in town and watched Riddled with Class play for a while. Those guys are always stellar as well. Well, they're they, you know they're mostly from my hometown or the Fort Dodge-ish area and things like that. So, you know, they play a lot of north north central Iowa area 
uh, their cover band. I've done interviews with, um, yeah, I've done interviews with everybody in that band. So, you know, scroll back and check out some of those old interviews. I'm sure you could just, uh, search audible farm riddled with class and they'll probably just, you know, show up maybe on, on Google or wherever, but you know, they're, like I said, they're another hardworking band full of really nice guys, always willing to help. A couple of them are, are music instructors of sorts. They work at music shops and things like that. Uh, the ones that don't are also just very, very nice guys that are always willing to chat and, you know, meet up at intermissions. You know, sometimes people at intermissions, they just want to be left alone, but those guys like to chat too. So I, I like sitting down talking with those guys. And like I said, I've sat down with uh, most people in their band on, well, everybody in that band on, on the podcast here. So, um, you know, hats off to those guys, you know, they're putting in the work too. And uh, those were the two shows I caught this last weekend. And like I said, I've been playing a lot of shows recently. Uh, Three Finger Betty has, you know, sparse bookings at the moment, even though we are starting to fill up our summer schedule. So uh, come check us out. But uh, I've been playing a lot with Jesse Wilson lately. Jesse Wilson's been really grinding a lot. You know, this last uh, year or so, he's been perfecting his art. I remember watching him play some of his first little jam nights, you know, here and there. And he's come a long ways and he's starting to figure out how to tailor his set list to the crowd and he's starting to figure out how to you know play songs that you know will get the crowd going and he plays such a wide variety of things from new country to old country to to some newer rock to some older rock to some hip-hop songs you know and everything in between he's got his own songs he's writing as well and he mixes them in there flawlessly to the point where sometimes people are like that song's awesome and he's just like thanks I wrote that you know and it's it's a real treat to be invited along to to play with people like that because like I said it the um, you know I play with Jesse Wilson and a lot of the stuff that he's doing you know he could do by himself without a without somebody sitting next to him soloing it does kind of you know make things a little bit more fun when you got a buddy there or help, makes it easier to fill up more time or more sonic range if you have somebody else there with you doing it and I'm really glad that he invited me to come along with him and play a couple shows with him. And, uh, you know, there's been times where I haven't been able to fill in and, and play with him. And guess what? He invites somebody else with. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, like I said, that's his baby. He's going to do what he wants. And I'm just there to support him. And uh, I'm just happy to play along. You know, I, I'm learning things, too. I'm learning how to play a different style of music that I'm not necessarily used to. I, I spent most of my time playing punk and rock and metal. Uh, and maybe a little bit of blues, but now I'm playing with Jesse and I gotta, I gotta learn how to play more country and blues and things like that. And I mean, uh, some of it comes down to just tailoring your style to their style. And some of it comes down to, you know, maybe just infusing what you know with what he knows, you know? So if you're listening to his stuff on Spotify and then you go watch him live and it's a little different, uh, it's probably because I haven't actually recorded anything with Jesse. Jesse picks up random musicians from here and there and has them help him record things, uh, whether it be somebody else playing the bass or somebody else playing drums or, or using electronic drums or, or an electronic bass or having somebody else play leads next to him or, or you know, sing with him or co-write with him and things like that. And, you know, I, I haven't done much of that. I've sat down with him in his studio and talked to him about things and had him you know, bounced my ideas off of them. Does it mean they get used? No. Does it, does it matter? No. You know, I just, I'm just there trying to, to help out any way I can. And like I said, he's the one putting in the real work and doing all the hard work with that. So 
if you guys are looking for some of that new country kind of feel, maybe uh, with like I said, with mixes of like hip hop and rock and and old country songs and originals and things of that nature, check it out. Jesse's got it. Um, he got a couple songs where he's got hip hop artists hopping in there and doing doing a verse with them. He's got another one coming out soon where he's got a another local country artist hopping in there doing a verse on that one. So it's really neat because he's doing all these featured artist things, and that's one of my favorite things about him. And that's one of the taglines I pretty much gave Jesse is uh, you never know who's going to show up at a Jesse Wilson concert. You don't know who's going to play with him. Uh, you know, he's got people that sometimes travel a long distance just to come see him, which is also really cool. We've played shows, you know, an hour away from where I live. And then people from my hometown have driven down to see us. And that's that's mind blowing, you know, and I've I've played shows with him where uh, we go like, let's say south of town here and people from even farther south come north to come see us, you know, and that's really, really neat to know that people are willing to travel for music. And, uh, you know, Jesse's been helping me as much as I've been helping him, you know, I'm, I'm expanding my musical range. I'm being, I'm able to play more music that I've ever been able to play in my life. I've been able to, you know, when I first started doing this podcast, I'd talk to some of those, uh, musicians that were playing those two, three, four hour long shows. And I was just like, how, how do you do it? This is mind blowing. And guess what? Now I'm the guy out there playing those two, three, four hour long shows with Jesse. And it's, it's, it's not as easy as some people might think it is. You know, I, I know some people that, oh, well you played for four hours and you got paid X amount of dollars and it seems like easy money. Yeah. You go out there and try and play for four hours. It's not easy. Um, so uh, now that I've actually done it, hats off to everybody that's playing those long, long sets. And uh, you deserve every drop of money you get and every bit of recognition you get, especially people that are the singer-songwriters putting in those times. You know, and if you're just doing cover tunes, guess what? That's not easy either. That's not easy to do either. You know, I'm I'm starting to dabble in, in playing more leads than I've ever played. I don't really play very many leads in Three Finger Betty. A lot of them are just uh, little short licks that I add into songs here and there. Uh, and I let John do most of the, the long leads during the, you know, the lead guitar breaks and things like that. So I've been learning how to craft leads a little bit better and learning how to use um, more than just the pentatonic scale and how to use certain accidentals and things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm still in my novice stages, but that's, you know, that's what things like YouTube are for or Matt Woods is patreon pages for you know matt wood's patreon page is like i said it's a good great place to learn some new things um maybe learn how to be a better rhythm guitarist you know that was something that i i checked out on there he had a little bit of information about that you know how to add stuff to a song without taking it over because that's once again that's another rough thing that's not always easy to do you know i know a lot of people that say oh well lead guitar is easy you just pick a key and go with it well it's not always that easy uh it's i think of it you know like uh the singer and and playing rhythm guitar is like uh, the background of a canvas, you know, and and the lead guitarist is the person that is is the paint on top of that, you know, and um, I, I know it's like kind of saying like, oh, well, the lead guitarist is the person that stands out the most. And that's not quite what I'm saying, but you, you don't want to paint over top of everything in the background, I guess would be the best way to say it. You've got to have enough background there to make whatever's in the foreground actually, you know, catch somebody's eye or be useful or, or be something that somebody wants to look at. Cause, uh, you know, if, if somebody paints a hillside and then you just cover the whole thing with houses, then what's the point of having the hillside in the background if you can't even see it, you know? So that's, that's kind of just the way I look at it, I guess. Um, uh, that's my junkie analogy that I came up with on the spot, but 
you know, like I said, I'm learning, I'm learning my place. I'm learning how to do things correctly. I, I know I've said this many times in the podcast, but, uh, some of the best advice I ever got was, uh, stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way and then get in the way, you know? Um, and originally when I heard that, I was like, that's not good advice. And then the more I played, I was like, that's great advice. That's, you know, a little tactless, but it's, it's probably some of the best advice I ever got. You know, at first I was just like, you tell me to stay out of the way. Like I'm not good. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with it. It's the whole fact that you've got to let the right parts shine through when they need to, you know, and if you're just ripping huge solos while somebody's trying to sing, it's pretty distracting from the words that are going on. And, you know, if that was the case, why would you even put words in there to begin with? If it's just, if you're just going to solo the whole time, you know, so um, using the canvas correctly and, and uh, painting your part onto it is something that I'm learning how to do. And it's, it's fun being able to play with new musicians and things like that. And that's something that going to jam nights has taught me was how to properly play with other people. You know, I've played a couple shows with Clint Riedel not too long ago. And that's one of those things again, where Clint can play two, three, four hour shows by himself. He doesn't need somebody else there, but, uh, sometimes he does want somebody there and, it's not usually me, you know, usually it's, it's, uh, Brad, you know, his bassist, or sometimes he's, he's brought in a drummer, um, or maybe a, another guitarist that, are, you know, blue ribbon ramblers, whether or not it's a uh, Caleb or Jordan, um, respectively for drummer and guitarist. But, you know, I've, I've played a couple shows with them and guess what? It went well. And, and the thing I've always found was stay out of the way, just stay out of the way until he gives you the nod and guess what? Then rip it up, rip it up a whole bunch. And, and those singer songwriter types, they're usually really good at, at giving you the signals, telling you like, this is your spot. And then kind of looking at you and giving you a nod, like I'm going to come back in and sing some more. So wrap your solo up and kind of end it or whatever. So that's another thing I've also found is, uh, you know, just how to play with other people and, and not get in the way. And that's, that's not, that's not a crack at anybody else or their abilities, but it's, it's something that wasn't always easy for me. You know, I, I always wanted to be the guy that was standing out there and I had the most flashy guitar and played the most flashy licks. And then I quickly learned that there's other people with flashier guitars and there's other people with better equipment. There's other people that can play better than I can. You know, there's people that can shred faster and, and bend their notes farther and, and whatever, you know, um, but that's just one of those things I've, I'm starting to learn, you know, next thing I'm going to start learning is, uh, playing with Jesse, I started singing some background vocals. I'm not the greatest singer, but I'm not horrible. So I'm starting to learn how to sing background vocals a little bit. Um, I need to learn how to do harmonies better, but that's something else where, like I said, I'm just not the best singer. So I'm just tiptoeing my way into that and figuring that out as we go along. Um, I'm also kind of like the impromptu sound guy at Jesse's shows. And it's kind of tough when um, we've got like a basic setup. We don't have the, you know, the super awesome mix everything on a on a digital mixer that's on an iPad from out in the crowd. We don't have another person that we pay to do sound, so we have to do it all from the back of the house, uh, or I guess maybe the term would be front of house sound. But yeah, the mixer's up there on stage with us, so I have to test everything out and then walk out there and we play a little bit. It's like, does it sound good? Yes, it does. And I mean, the last show we played at, somebody said, you know, the mix on, on your vocals, me, the background singer, wasn't very good. You know, I couldn't hear you very well. And, uh, you know, that was on me. But it, it also does kind of suck when you play a two hour plus long show. And then when it's finally over, somebody just says, yeah, I couldn't hear anything you were doing. And it's like, well, appreciate you not saying anything, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, something else I always try to help people out with, uh, 
but do it as nicely and kindly as possible as if I think there's an issue with the sound. Um, let them, let them know what you're thinking, you know, cause sometimes they can't hear stuff from where they're at in the room or maybe the sound person, uh, uh, doesn't, you know, I want to say doesn't care, but, you know, doesn't have the ability to hear some of the things everyone else is hearing, you know? So I'm, I'm always one of those people that, uh, likes to walk around the room while somebody's playing and say like, well, it sounds great, but over on this side, I can't hear any of this, you know? So you, if they want to mix it differently, they can, if they don't, they don't, it's up to the sound person or if the band themselves is doing the mix, I just let them, you know, let them do it, you know? And that's, it just is what it is. You know, I just, I try my best to be nice about things though, too, because, I do know some people that don't take those critiques very nicely, you know, and that's, that is what it is too. But there's also some shows I've been to where I know the sound people that are doing the sound are, are so professional that you don't have to tell them if something's wrong, they'll figure it out very quickly and they'll fix it very quickly. And, uh, I've seen that recently at a couple shows as well, you know, um, within the last couple months where it was just like, man, what is that? It's, a, there's this thing that's going on and, and it doesn't sound good. And I, 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 you know, you just turn around and look and it's like, well, the sound person is sitting there. Um, cause you know, sound person being men or women, cause I've seen both and, and they're sitting there, they're digging through stuff. They're flipping switches. They're looking at their, their tablet. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're switching speakers. They go up on stage and adjust something on a different mixer. So they're, some people really, really know what they're doing, and I just let them do what they're doing because they'll figure it out. They know what's going on. But um, for some of us that are just kind of doing it all ourselves, um, you know, maybe say something. You know, maybe say, hey, I can't hear this, or this is too loud, or that's too quiet, or, or et cetera, et cetera, and uh, do, try and do it nicely because it doesn't always um, – sometimes it is how you say something, not just what you say. And I'm, I'm finding that out as well too. So, um, I guess the last topic I want to tackle might be something along those lines. And this is going to be a very short topic to tackle, but I'm just going to do it, uh, here for a couple minutes. But you know, that comes back down to, to being kind, uh, to others at shows. I know a lot of people are willing to give each other crap about things because they're buddies and that's cool and stuff. But uh, try, try your best not to talk too sour, I guess, about, about things that are going on. Like I said, if the mix sucks, don't just like wait till the middle of a song and just be like, this sounds like crap and yell it out because that's, uh, once again, that's pretty crass. That's not very tactful. Um, walk up and say something to somebody that has something to do with the show and then ask them to, to fix it or something, you know, don't, don't just be mean about things or whatever, you know, or if, if something's not good and it's, or, or if you, let's say it is good, but it's not your style. Don't, go out there and say, Hey, you know, this, this is horrible. I don't like this. You can, nobody should like this music cause it sucks. It's like, well, maybe it wasn't made for you, you know? And that's something else I found recently. Um, especially going to so many live shows is I've learned to enjoy music that wasn't made for me because I'm starting to see the, the more shows I play, the more styles I play, the different places I play, the more I realize that every place is different. Every sound setup is different. Every type of music is different. Every musician is different. They've all got different inspirations and different types of music that they enjoy playing more than others. And you can start to feel those come out in different bands and things like that. So, uh, if music wasn't made for you and you don't like it, uh, you know, keep it to yourself, you know, um, or, or in private, say something to somebody that is a confidant of yours. Uh, don't just go out there and, and speak poorly of people, especially while they're on stage trying to perform. Believe it or not, I've run into that before. Um, I've been on stage where people have said some pretty unsavory things. And, you know, it's it's 
pretty soul crushing. <laughs> I know some people are just like, well, I'll just, just gut it out and go with it. But you know, like some of that is, uh, to somebody that takes those things seriously, it's almost like just telling a person without any, you know, that is in a wheelchair, just telling them to leg it out. You know, it's like, that's not really tactful advice, you know? So you also got to think about who you're dealing with, you know, and, uh, especially during COVID, it should be no, um, the last year, you know, it should be no small feat to understand that, um, I guess people have been beaten down pretty much emotionally in about every way they could be, uh, in one form or another, either whether it be from work or not being able to see their friends or not being able to go to shows or taking criticism online for one thing or another. And believe me, I've seen it from all angles. I've seen people criticizing people for, for playing shows. I've seen people criticize people for not playing shows. Uh, you know, and I've seen, I've seen every bit of it. And that's one of the things about having this podcast and having so many different friends across so many different genres. Um, it's taught me to keep my opinion to myself. Um, all opinions, uh, are definitely based on, on biases that were there beforehand. And, uh, almost never is an opinion based on fact because if it was, it would be a fact. So if you guys have an opinion and it's unsavory, maybe just keep it to yourself. Um, if you've got a fact, uh, maybe explain your fact in a kind manner to people because it's been pretty tough out there for, for everybody, not just for me, not just for my fellow musicians, not just for people who have jobs or, or lost their jobs or things like that. So, um, you know, as mental health is something that has definitely come to the forefront in the last couple years. And, uh, the last year especially has made it something a lot of people have talked about. So, um, yeah, I guess that would be, that would be that. So, uh, like I said, I've been on stage and had people say some very unsavory things. I've had people, um, do some very unsavory things while I'm playing, um, you know, depending on the show or depending on who's at the show or, um, you know, nothing against people that drink, how much, sometimes how much people drink, you know, they get a little bit emboldened or whatever it is. And they just come up and they say, or do some really, really unsavory stuff at shows. And, and like I said, I've seen a decent amount of that too, but I just keep it to myself for the most part, you know, and, uh, I've, I've learned from the mistakes I made in my past and I'm still learning, uh, as I go along, because if you're not learning, you're stagnant and you're not really doing, uh, yourself or anyone around you do justice. So, I guess if it if it comes down to breaking this all down into one thing, it's it's keep all your stuff secure, uh, keep your friends close, appreciate those around you that are putting in the work that are helping you. Um, it's not just all all about yourself, and uh, you know it's uh, you got to put the work in. You got to put the work in, and that's you know when I first did the podcast, that was a question I asked so many times. How did you get so good at this? Well, I practiced. It's like well, I practiced too, and they're like, no, I practiced like eight hours a day for for years and years on end, and it's like. Oh, okay. I get it. And then it's, well, how, how'd you get good at this? It's like, well, I, I figured it out and then I, I tried it and, um, in private and then I applied it in a real world situation. And the more I did it, the better I got, you know? And it's like, well, huh? Yeah. I guess that works for everything. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I just, I'm, I've recently got into my thirties. I'm still learning all this stuff. I know people who are much younger than me that are much better at me than instruments. I know people that are older than me that are much better than me. You know, I, I spent, 10 years, almost the entirety of my twenties, not even picking up a guitar because I was just like, I'm not good, you know? And then I just, you know, wrote it off as some people are good and some people aren't. Well, that is the case. But at the same time, uh, the more you pick up your guitar, the better you're going to be, you know, the more you practice anything, the better you're going to be. So I don't care if you're a, a construction worker. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you're, 
uh, a businessman, I don't care if you're a salesman or a musician, whatever it happens to be, uh, the more you practice, the better you're going to get. The more serious you take yourself, the better you're going to get. The more you prepare, the better you're going to be in a situation where you need to be prepared. You know, if, if you're always practicing and always preparing and you're always ready, then when it comes time to strike, you don't have to get ready. You're going to already be ready, you know, and that's one of those things that I, I feel, um, you know, I definitely feel is, uh, coming to the forefront in my life, at least, you know, um, you gotta work hard, uh, and you know, through that you will, you will earn some respect. And, and another way to do that is to, uh, treat people right. So, do your best to go out there and uh, put in all the hard work and uh, treat people with as much respect as you can. And uh, if you don't feel like treating people with respect, uh, maybe just keep it to yourself. And uh, you know, be conscious of other people's you know mental struggles they're going through, uh, especially in this time. You know, don't go up and and tell people they suck while they're playing stuff, even if it's even if it's a joke. You know, especially if you don't know somebody that well, don't go up to them and be like, "This is terrible." You know, even if you're just joking around, because they might not know you're joking. You know, and some people. Some people react differently to getting, you know, having somebody give them shit like that. So uh, I guess those would be my only pieces of advice. Keep all your stuff secure. Um, you know, give back when you can. Uh, keep the people that are, are good to you close by and uh, maybe just keep your opinions to yourself. Um, but just go out there and be kind to everyone, everybody. That's something that, uh, like I said, I've been learning a lot in my later years in life is uh, it's a lot easier to be mean than it is to be kind. And it's a lot easier to to say how awesome you are than it is to help build somebody else up. So I've been doing my best to help, uh, everyone around me, uh, get as good as they can. I've been giving everyone else all the advice I can give them and it's up to them whether or not they want to apply it, but it's just the way it is. And I, I've been trying my, like I said, I've been trying my best to be as good of a person as I can be. So I appreciate everybody that sits down and listens to the podcast week in and week out. Um, especially these rare solo episodes I do. I don't do too many of them. I mean, I've sat down and talked for an hour here and it's not, it's not what I, I like to do. It's not what I started the podcast for, but I, I do have to say thank you to everybody that sits down and listens to me. I, I might not be the most talkative person at shows. I'm pretty reserved when I go out in public these days. Um, some of that comes down to the fact, like I said, in my 20s, I was not very reserved. So these days I like to be a little bit more reserved and keep to myself. And um, there's nothing wrong with either one of those things, I guess. So uh, I guess if you hear this and you come talk to me at a show and I'm kind of just, you know, kicking dirt and looking at my feet, that's just the way I am sometimes in public. I open up to some people and, uh, you know, the, the more we get to know each other, the better off we'll be. But uh, I do get, you know, dozens and dozens of Facebook friend requests from people all across the state and farther away. Um, you know, holding guitars or whatever it happens to be. And if I have, if you're listening to this and I haven't added you, I'm sorry. I just probably don't know you. Um, you know, I've got so many people on my Facebook that I don't, don't know. And it's kind of weird. Um, I get that that's like, you know, especially in today's day and age, how do you network? Well, that would be a great way to network with people, but it does also kind of suck when you add somebody on Facebook and then the only things they post are like horribly, horribly means things or like these unfounded opinions that uh, you don't agree with and things like that. And that's one reason I don't post too much on Facebook anymore. You know, if I do, I post about the podcast or uh, about a show I'm playing or say thank you to either the guest or the place I just played at or uh, ask questions from some of my peers, you know, so I'm trying to build the network around me that I, I prefer to have. And, uh, uh, you know, the podcast has helped out with that playing shows with Jesse has helped out with that going to 
going to shows where I with people I enjoy has helped that. Watching people I look up to has helped that, and letting them know that I look up to them. And uh, you know, I like I said, I just have to say I really really appreciate everyone that's been doing um, a lot of work recently. That's been helping me out with the podcast. That's been giving me advice, uh, whether it be on my playing style or how to you know promote the podcast or just telling me to keep my chin up when I feel like sometimes things aren't as good as they could be. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm starting to build a nice support group of friends around me. And, uh, believe it or not, a lot of it has come from music. And, you know, when I, sometimes when I have those down days, I, the only times I forget about it would be music. And, uh, I really have to thank, uh, the people around me at jam nights and things like that. Um, you know, I have to thank the guys in three finger Betty and I, uh, believe it or not, I really have to especially thank uh, Jesse Wilson for letting me come along and play with him. Uh, if you guys are looking for Jesse's stuff, just Google Jesse Wilson Music or go on Facebook or Instagram and look for Jesse Wilson Music. He's on there. His uh, music is available on Spotify and other places with new tracks coming uh, every couple of months, you know, as he gets them recorded, mixed, and, and mastered down. So, you know, like I said, uh, some days I'm having really bad days and then me and Jesse will go play a show and four hours goes by like a blink and the bad day, um, I didn't even think about it once while I was on stage. Uh, and that's one of my favorite things about music is that, and it really does kind of suck while you're playing music and somebody comes up and, and trash talks you. So, uh, if you're, if you're thinking about trash talking, somebody playing music, keep it to yourself, please. Uh, otherwise support all your fellow, fellow musicians, support your favorite people, support your friends. And hell, even go support your enemies. I don't, I don't care. I've, I've been, I've met a lot of people doing the podcast and a lot of people playing music and some of them are my favorite and some aren't. And guess what? I, I try my best to support everyone as much. And, uh, you know, I, I've got my favorites, you've got your favorites and let's all just lift each other up and, uh, just have fun doing what we're doing. Cause like I said, music is a great escape for me and I'm sure it is for other people as well. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, I'll see you on the outro. Oh man, so uh, that wasn't a terrible episode just to be sitting down by myself and talking for like an hour straight. Hopefully you guys aren't tired of listening to me because I just got a few other things to talk about here while we're in the outro. Uh, Check out audiblefarm.com. There's links to everything Audible Farm there. Uh, All the social media, the shop links, the YouTube links. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you give us a subscribe. Uh, Subscribe on the YouTube channel. There's lots of stuff there to check out. Uh, Not just the podcast, but there's also video clips. There's also uh, some guitars that I've refinished. There's live band videos. I I haven't taken too many of those recently, but uh, you know, there's all sorts of goodies there. So check that stuff out. If you guys are looking for the full video versions of the podcast, they're available on Patreon. Uh, The link for that is also on the website as well as in the description section, wherever you're listening. Most likely it's down there. So check that out. It only costs a dollar a month. That's just a dollar. I mean, it just, just one dollar is all it takes and you can listen to all of the episodes uh, and watch me talk with my guests and you know sometimes I think that the video versions are are better because you get to kind of see the facial expressions we're making and uh, it's just it's tons of fun sometimes there's little bits of things that get brought into the the video versions that you might miss unless you're watching the video versions so if you guys are looking for video versions they're available on the patreon page like I said it's only one dollar a month that's twelve dollars and you'll get like 50 episodes Uh, a year and uh, I started doing them at episode 100 so right now this will be like the 37th episode that's on there Um, I'm debating whether or not to put some extra stuff on there that's only going to be available for the Patreon subscribers so 
check that stuff out uh, if you're looking to do that. Otherwise, if you want to support monetarily and you don't want to do the video versions, there is a shop. You can check out the Audible Farm shop. There are t-shirts available as well as a very small selection of hoodies that are left. I might get some more hoodies. I'm looking to get some more merch and I'm kind of debating what to get. Uh, there's stickers available on there as well, uh, decals if you will. Otherwise, I did recently pick up some bumper stickers, some nice bumper stickers, real, real nice big ones. Uh, we're talking all-weather bumper stickers that will stick to your car uh, legitimately forever. If you clean your car off and then stick these stickers on there, they're not coming off. So I've got a, I got a pile of those. They're sitting right next to me right now. So if you guys are looking for those, maybe keep an eye out in the shop. I'll toss them in there, and we'll see if anybody wants to buy, buy some of those. Um, otherwise, if you don't want to support monetarily, that's cool, too. Just keep listening every week. Maybe give us a review on Facebook or, or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Or uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a comment or just let us know that you like what you're, you know, what you're hearing here and what we're doing. This is uh, mostly a labor of love for me. I don't really get paid too much money to do this at all. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, the only money that I get is from the Patreon and from the shop. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are looking to support monetarily, those would be the only two ways to do it so far. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I kind of want to advertise in your podcast, hit me up. Maybe we can work something out. I did work out some nice stuff with uh, the two people that have advertised on this episode and the people who have advertised in the past. So, uh, you know, I got to say thanks to Couchtown and Broken Strings for, for all the awesome stuff you guys are doing. Uh, like I said, Couchtown Coffee fuels me week in and week out. These, these episodes... When I say they're brought to you by Couchtown, I'm not lying. Most of the time, I'm drinking Couchtown while I'm at least editing these or sometimes recording them, etc., etc. So, check out the sponsors. Uh, they're well worth it. They're they're not just things that I'm throwing in there and I don't believe in. They're actual, real, you know, sponsors that I believe in. That I I, I have something to do with them in one fashion or another, and I believe in the cause that they they provide. Uh, one of my favorite things about Couchtown is the roaster there. Andrew is also a musician himself. So it, uh, it all ties back to the music scene, even though this podcast is not always just exclusively about music. We've got other things going on here. Um, but yeah, otherwise, go to the website. There is uh, the YouTube channel, all the social medias there, the shop. And if you go all the way down to the bottom, you can find other podcasts that kind of do what we do. There's other podcasts that talk about music. There's uh, links to other radio shows that talk about music and things like that. A lot of those people I've been in contact with here or there on the Internet and uh, you know we've agreed to try our best to support one another uh, the best we can. I know that some radio stations kind of limit what the DJs can talk about and things like that. I do have to give a huge shout out to Mason from the Regional Rock Hour. He's always, I mean, it seems like almost every single week he's mentioning the Audible Farm podcast, and he's he's been one of the biggest supporters week in and week out. I've had him on the podcast at least a couple times. I've been on his show. Uh, you know, he plays my band, you know, and it's just one of those things I just got to say thanks for. Without people like Mason around, I don't know if I would ever be doing what I'm doing right here, right now. So hats off to Mason for doing all that awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all the, all the guests we've had in the past. If you're listening to this one and you stumbled upon it and this is the first episode, most of these episodes are guest-driven. So uh, scroll back through, find a guest you might like, and, uh, you know, give it, a, give it a whirl. We just talk about all sorts of different things. Uh, they're not all specifically just interviews. Sometimes we just hem-haw about certain topics and things like that. But, you know, I've, I've been branching out a little bit. I've been talking to R&B artists, and I've, I've talked to other artists. I've talked to comedians. I've talked to pro wrestlers. And I've talked to a lot of different people on the podcast about a lot of different topics. And I've met a lot of new, awesome, interesting people. So... I just got to say thanks to everybody that's listening week in and week out. Some weeks, uh, 
the listens are insane. Some of them, they're a little bit slower. Uh, granted, the solo episodes are a little bit slower because they're, you know, like I said, this podcast is mostly guest-driven. This week, it just happened to be a solo episode because I've been a little bit busy. I'm not going to say I'm like, I'm too busy to do an interview or whatever, but like I've been a little bit busy this last couple weeks, so I, I ended up just doing a solo episode. I had a few things I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, specifically keeping your, your Facebook and social media secure and all of your online stuff secure, and I did see a really awesome show this last week with a buddy of mine and, you know, just things like that. So, yeah, if you guys are looking for more episodes, scroll back. Otherwise... This is, uh, yeah, this is what you're going to get this week. Next week, hopefully, I'll have an interview with somebody else, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get it out there again, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks. Peace.